everybody and welcome back to another episode of Me Time with me, Emma. And me, Maya. We're so happy to have you here with us. In today's episode, we kind of want to focus on work experience, jobs, the whole like application process, whether we have or had dream jobs and everything around that kind of topic. Yeah, I think as well, last when we did our midsummer catch up, we were talking about kind of how we manage summer jobs. And um, I remember when I first met Em, she's done loads of like social media jobs. I always found so interesting, like how she got involved with those. Um, So I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about the part time work kind of vibe when especially when you're either in full time education or in this like breaks of full time education as well. So I guess... When did um you first you get your first part time job? Like when did you start working? When was your first paid part time job? Um, well, I wouldn't call it a job, but when I started my blog and Instagram account when I was seventeen, I started quite shortly after. I did like six months after, um, doing like partnerships, like paid partnerships, collaboration mm. collaborations yeah. with companies. So it wasn't really a job, but I would get a little like a small amount of income from that um doing like ads or like gifted kind of collaborations um or having like a link that my followers could use and I'd get a bit of money or whatever um but I didn't get my proper like first proper job until well that led to my first job because I basically the reason I got my social media job with a food company was because they liked my blog my account and like it showed initiative around like creating an aesthetic, curating content and stuff like that. And I got that summer of first year. So I think I was 18, almost 19. And did you yeah. start your blog as like hoping you could like get in, like break into the social media like industry, I guess you mm. can call it? No, like I kind of, I mainly started it because I'd dropped a subject. So I then only had three A-levels and I had quite a lot nice. of extra time. And I'd always wanted to, like I toyed with the idea, but I didn't ever want people to think I was just like hopping onto a trend or like copying mm. people. But then, so I started it as a secret. And then one day just kind of people found out, right? And um, yeah, and like I enjoyed at the time like taking photos of what I made or like getting photos of me whilst I ran and just kind of sharing that story um so it was just a nice little like creative outlet I never really started it with um the mindset that would lead to a job so it was kind of just a bonus that it did yeah I think it's I remember when we first met and you were like oh yeah I've got these things on social media because I think the best thing about your part-time job is that it's remote and obviously that's becoming more common now post-covid but when you first told me about that before covid even existed this whole idea that you could take Mm. your work anywhere Anywhere. was something that I found like I was so envious of because you could even keep it up like at uni as well like comfortably because you could do it that is great like I wouldn't say it's my dream job or I don't find it thrilling. I think a lot of people say, oh, social media, like I do that just for free for me. Like I could do that. And like, yeah, I mean, I think most people probably could do the job. Like it's not super skilled. You don't need like qualifications or anything, but it does get a bit tedious, like, you know, coming up with content and all that. But equally, I never want to complain because I'm so like lucky to to have a job that I can do from anywhere, like anytime. It's so flexible. Um, The hours are great. Like I do... 36 hours a month so it's about eight a week which is Mm. 
especially at uni like so manageable um and because obviously I can spread it throughout the week it's not like I do like one shift that takes up quite a lot of time yeah so in that respect that's kind of the main reason I do it and I do love that aspect of it um and what but it's definitely you- not what I see myself doing like yeah permanently I think that's the best thing about part-time jobs though is that like it gives you a chance to try out like a load yeah. of different stuff and like if you like want to go into the hospitality industry but then realize that you I don't know don't like working with people or something then it gives you a chance to like try and error exactly I guess and like what advice would you have for people who want to get like a social media job or uh, like where was the best place that obviously you said you got got it through your blog but yeah well so I would recommend, so the way I got my first, so I've had three social media jobs. The way I got my first one was actually um, on Instagram. Basically, I I follow like quite a lot of brands that I like and like would maybe like working for. So I recommend doing that because sometimes they'll post either on their stories or on their feed, like we're hiring, we're looking for um, an intern or, you know, a part-time this or like a mark. media manager or whatever and they were looking for a summer intern and I'd been applying to places for ages and it just popped up in my feed and honestly it was it was literally perfect and then you know applied with my CV had like a phone interview and then got it um and on my CV that's where they saw that like I had the blog and the Instagram so definitely if you do have a blog don't shy away from putting it on your CV because it can lead to opportunities um so even if you're like a bit embarrassed about it like I would still just put it at the bottom like link to it um or make a big deal of it and say you know I run my own so-and-so platform like you know you can milk it um but so I'd definitely recommend following brands that you like um and could see yourself working for and like on Instagram also LinkedIn um and then my other one I got just through Indeed I was literally just scrolling through Indeed like every day um and then it came up and I applied and that was kind of it. And yeah. also I think over the course of like the last six months, I guess in the professional capacity, I've learned how important LinkedIn is, like having like a LinkedIn profile. And yeah. I kind of wish, because I only got my LinkedIn profile probably about eight months ago. And mm-hmm. I always wish that I'd got it, got like gotten it so much earlier. Like I say yeah. to like my younger sister now, like but that's, you should get that's it. that's the you advice that you it. give to a younger sibling, right? Like my brother yeah. gave me that advice um, and my parents to be fair. My dad was like, you want to get a LinkedIn profile. Um, and honestly guys, it's the place to be. It's the new Facebook. <laughs> Literally. And also it gives you such a, it's like a, such a good way to build like what you do. So even if yeah. you go on it and you just have, I don't know, a few hours working every week in a cafe job, that's like, put the skills down that you're learning from that and then have like that platform then and you can grow that over however many years forever and ever into your professional career yeah. but then I think it gives employers like a understanding of who you are and like by having more of a long-standing history of working mm. it makes you more I don't know yeah. desirable I guess as a candidate yeah. at least that's what I would think I think it can show as well like because it shows who you follow who you can who you engage with like I think it shows like an engagement with a sector that you're interested in I've also you can be scouted like I've had a few messages from employers like oh like we think you'd be a great fit like or whatever so you know that would be if that's your dream job and someone scouts you like how amazing would that be that's how my blog kind of led to like a job um but what about you like what's your how old were you when you got first job um I think how did you get it etc yeah I think I 
always so I got my first job when we were in um Marbella I worked when I was Mm -hmm. 15 at well it started off as like voluntary work the first summer I was working as a um like a part-time worker at a kids club because I was Mm -hmm. teaching their drama lessons there and helping out um with their like drama and music department um, in this That's kids fun. club at this hotel, which like I loved, and I literally did. I think their drama lessons, music lessons, and then their baking like lessons as well. It was like literally so fun. This lovely hotel, um, in Spain, and then so I did. I did it when I was fifteen. Like I volunteered. Then I got like they gave me like a little bonus at the end just to say thank you at the end of the summer, and that was just good because it helped me like network around the area that I didn't know. I got to meet more people. Um, and also, I, f- I always I got to the point where in summer the days felt so long, and I really needed something to fill my days. Yeah. I think when you're in a brand new place and you don't know anyone, it's nice to have something to do t- in order to meet people. Like Definitely. having my jobs here has helped me. Um, and then when I was sixteen, I um, did the same job but got paid for it, and then um, did part time teaching Spanish lessons at like another summer school down the road. Um, so if you live in like holiday destination places like I know now in Cornwall like when we lived in Marbella in the summer there's so much work in hotels and kids clubs and cafes um I would just hop on board with that if you're looking for work there's they're always going to need people Mm -hmm. and I think as a 15 and 16 year old it's nice to have that as like a basis I think I think if that's something you're interested in then work I, I don't know obviously not everyone will enjoy working with kids but I think it's you're still quite young yourself so it doesn't sort of feel like too far removed Mm -hmm. from kind of like your own age bracket especially if they're like I don't know 11 or 10. Also I think people underrate like transferable skills and employers are now more and more respecting like hospitality work and because that's some of the hardest work let's be honest like like communication skills like dealing with people all that um so also like working in a kids camp like learning to negotiate to like all these skills that you do without actually kind of and like practice without thinking about it they are transferable so definitely like don't underestimate that yeah and also like I loved it like it was so much fun like I I mean Mm. I really love working with kids but it was just like the most fun and like if you can find it in like an area or like a topic area that you enjoy like I was improving my Spanish and like obviously theatre is something I love so it was just it was just fun um and then I think after every summer it was just working at like a local cafe or Mm. um like a takeaway beach hut I had that job for a while just I think it was for me it became more about like the connections and like wanting to create a CV for myself um, mm. just because also I don't know about you but I found like summer days like really long if I didn't have something to focus on mm. I feel like because we often when I was younger would go to France for like half the summer I, I, mean, I never felt true. like I was like at home bored if that makes sense yeah. but yeah um, and so we'd like see a lot of family but and I also can just lie around in the sun and yeah. do nothing and not get I think but I yeah. do like I I see where you're coming from. I yeah. think also because it, we were frequenting either Cornwall or we were like visiting my family in Birmingham. Like I and I or either or I spent a new summer in a completely brand new country. It's the only way to kind of make friends and not be bored literally the entire summer yeah. was to get a job. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's some of the best way because you meet. I think you meet so many like-minded people. Like having my two jobs now, 
Like, I wouldn't have made... I would have been so bored in yeah. the summer if I hadn't have done and that. And lonely, like... Really lonely. Yeah. And I think if you can find the right balance between, like, life and working and you can make some great friends out of it, I think it's, like, such a worthwhile mm. thing to do. Um, even if, like... Like, not even for the fact that you're being paid to do it, but just mm. for the fact that it, you meet for the people that you meet. Yeah. Do you think you found, like, a good balance, like, now? Because mm. I remember a few weeks ago you said you weren't quite, but I feel like you seem a bit more, like, yeah. quirky, if I'm, yeah. I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, definitely, I think. Mm. I think that's the good thing about your job is that because it's manageable and it's done in a time that you can control the hours, mm. like... I've, that's oh yeah, why, I don't like, get I sent a rota or anything, do I? Like, yeah, I just that's why I love it so much. My hours. Yeah, yeah. I think it can be hard. I think part-time work can be really difficult, especially obviously mm. if you need to, like, make up the hours to make the money, um, to support yourself. I think it can be really, really difficult. And I don't, I really don't understand. Like, I have so much respect for people that can work, like, during like a rotated work that they can ma- they find difficult to manage during uni time because. Mm. I even the last like couple of weeks it's been better but still like I get to the end of the day and I'm so tired I could never yeah. imagine having to get home and like write an essay or read some books mm. or uh, it or like me. take care of other people can you yeah, like oh, honestly like it's bad enough kids. I have to come home on like Tuesday night and make dinner and I'm like oh my god I hate you all like why do you need to eat <laughs> um but no it's gotten a lot better now mm. I think the one thing that I realized it was important as I think I said last episode was to do like get yourself out the house in your days off and use them not just as obviously if you want to take a day and rest and sleep the whole day like totally fair like do that but I was getting to the point where I was kind of getting itchy feet on my day off and I kind of wasn't looking forward to to them and I was like well I just want to work because I'm bored if I just sit at home but I wasn't using them to the best of my ability and then and then I was just getting grouchy so once I realised that, I don't know, I started going out for lunch or going mm. for a walk or meeting up with friends or even at the end of, like, your work day, going out for drinks with friends or going out for dinner or going to the beach if you live near a beach or a park, just making your day more than just I'm working nine to six or I'm working yeah. ten to late. Like, utilising those And then there's something hours. to look forward to, right? Well, exactly. you've got, like, drinks at the end of the day, it's like, okay, so... I mean, regardless of whether you love or don't love your work, but if you've got drinks at the end of the day, you've got something, like, to look forward to. You've got an end point. Um, yeah. Or if you've got something organised on your next day off, it's like, okay, well, I've got three more days of work and then I've got this, so that, that's great. Exactly. Mm. The one thing I was, was going to ask you, Em, is that how, as you said before, it can be quite draining coming up with content constantly for social media. Because mm. I know, a cu- a cu- like, last episode I was saying that I find it quite hard to be on my phone when I come home from work yeah. or like engage or check up on people because I just don't have the like headspace to be able to do that how do you navigate that whilst obviously running a social media job when if you're at home you're you've got to speak to friends online or mm. um when you're at uni obviously all your work's online or has been in the last year how do you do you, do you feel exhausted do you get that feel mm. that emotional like that exhaustion I feel like that's probably why my social media like my um blog that account on Instagram has kind of taken quite a like I've taken quite a step back from that because I couldn't dedicate time to both of them 
and at the end of the day like I'm employed and that's that's my priority because like I'm paid by them and like it's my job um and also I wasn't enjoying it so much anyway the kind of the blog side of it anymore so that's kind of one way I dealt with it um because then it meant I was spending less time on my phone cumulatively um and also like I don't I don't spend ages and ages personally on social media or um like I'll scroll through Instagram but like for the job if that makes sense rather than just like on my own account so I feel like I'm quite disciplined I'll, I'll allocate the amount of time I need to to the job and then like elsewhere I try and just I try and make sure I see people like in person every day so then I don't feel like I've just like been on my little screen like going numb in my brain (laughs) from like writing out 50 captions for the coming week or whatever um but yeah I don't know I I feel like because it's not full-time or even close like it's part-time but not close to like what many people do in terms of hours that it's not so much that I feel completely like overwhelmed by it um but I just try and I try and treat it a bit like you know a uni module like I write in the deadlines or like campaigns we've got going on or you know every week I sit down and schedule things in like I try and treat it um like and as because obviously it is a job but like as important part of my life as like uni and stuff like that so that I make sure I just stay on top of it and then it never like gets too much if that makes sense that's a good that's a good tip do you think now you're obviously you've all your part-time jobs have been in the social media Mm. industry do you want it to continue because obviously it wasn't your dream job so do you see it how how long do you think you'll keep that up or um do you if it did take you in a direction where there were more exciting opportunities through social media would you like would that be something you'd be interested in so whilst I'm at uni I've got one more year like you I definitely want to keep it up just because it's a nice little source of income whilst not being like too overwhelming um or too much to manage but post uni I'm not really sure I guess there's more because I do social media like social media marketing I think marketing can be like this could be a segue into marketing which is quite interesting um like just working more closely with a brand like you know as part in the marketing team but not necessarily just on the social media side I think that that could be something that interests me but I'm not sure um I don't really at this point I've got to a stage where I'm like I don't really know what's feasible anymore like what jobs are out there and what like yeah what I I could support myself on I think it's hard because COVID has really changed everything so has Mm. like post-Brexit landscape that we're kind of still going through so it's kind of hard to work out obviously if you speak three languages like traveling was something that's important Mm. to you how you're going to be able to navigate that in like post-Brexit world I think it's really hard Mm. I think the job market has just completely 180 and then to think also that remote working from home is going to be a thing that's more I guess institutionalized Mm. but at the same time it can be I don't want to do it 100% yeah, we can be great I for, like, 45-year-olds who have got families mm. and, like, need to spend time at home with their kids. But for 20, like, young 20-year-olds, like, going into the job market, like, we rely on those social connections yeah. to forge, you know, friendships, Literally. relationships. Like, that's how people, like, work is, like, 
mm. one of the big ways that people meet their I don't know future like husbands and wives or, or best girlfriends friends and boyfriends or, yeah yeah like it's a huge social thing so and that's we we all know that's not the same over Zoom so yeah I think it's God gonna be no. interesting well yeah. yeah I think it's gonna be interesting to see how that affects mm. like work life like I really I think hope it's not all my brother has just like has recently got a job that's flexible so he can choose how many days a week he works in the office and at home so i think that's quite like an ideal that'd be interesting to see yeah. how that works actually but also so he does like three days d- a week in the office two days a week at home or something but i think that's great mm. i think i would really want to like mirror my hours though with like my friends in the office yeah as well just mm. so you but then like, i guess it's just luck fun. at first like who you meet if you haven't met anyone yet and then you just play around until you meet people yeah that's the one thing that I've definitely met, like, I've loved about having, like, these jobs is the fact that you realise how much better face-to-face, like, meetups are compared to, like, over the phone. Like, it, it really, it's just communication oh. so much easier as well, like... And also yeah. you can read, like, off social cues and, like, mm, pauses well, exactly. in conversations and jokes and... my, my sense text of humor my boss, doesn't... I don't know if that's, like, a good or bad thing, but yeah. if you've seen them in person, it's so much easier... Also, my sense of humour doesn't come across over text. Like, it's not the same. It's not. It really isn't. People get offended by my sense of humour over text. (laughs) I look at all these, like, part-time jobs where I think about where, like, my working career is going to go, which is just, like, such a mess at the moment. Um, It's interesting to think back to Mm. dream jobs. I know you mentioned it in the intro. Did you have a dream job when you were growing up? Um... I feel like I, I had quite a few. When I was, I've always loved animals. Uh-huh. When I was very little, I wanted to be a vet. Um, just because I was like, oh, get to work with animals. Then realised that, you know, it's not just about cuddling cats. That went out the window. Also, science wasn't my strongest subject, lol. Um, then I wanted to be a writer, just like an author, um, for quite a long time. And then kind of realised, actually, I don't have the, like, attention span or, like, the the focus that you need to just focus on one thing for so long like I don't I can't do that I need variety um yeah and then also like I do still kind of want to like do still want to be a journalist like journalism journalist been my dream for a while but it's really changed as a career like recently like it's so freelance and it's so rare to be just employed by one newspaper now and I'm kind of like I don't I don't know how feasible it is to just go in and like you know get get a job that supports you in journalism I don't know but what about you it's interesting because for the longest time I've obviously like for literally as long as I can remember I wanted to be an actress and I wanted to be on the stage that's just been my dream forever and like it was my dream up until I was probably about I don't know 20 19 and then over the like pandemic when kind of theatre slowed down um, I was still planning on like applying to drama schools on drama school like masters um, and then obviously with the state that the theatre industry is in at the moment um, mm. I like started to look into other options and then work picked up at like the student newspaper at Edinburgh and like I did more writing and like found it to be something that like I actually mm. love doing like I tried so long to make myself a bit like you like an author like a fictional writer like prose and then I just realised I wasn't playing to any of my strengths and that if I was going to write fiction, it would be plays rather than, like, novels and that some of my best stuff is non-fiction mm. and they're the kind of, like, the books that I enjoy reading and, like, magazines now that I read religiously. 
um, very lifestyle based. And I think when I stopped trying to like pigeon myself to be kind of like the writer, like pigeonhole myself to be the writer that I thought I needed to be, yeah, it everything became so much clearer and journalism like I never would have confidently said like a year and a half ago that journalism was an industry that I wanted to go into or even remotely but now like it's something that I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about and I really do want to do and I totally understand it I think journalism industry has completely changed and it is all freelance and difficult and takes a lot of like groundwork in order to you know get to where yeah. you want to be but I also think there is so much that can be said for good writing, especially, like, good female lifestyle writing mm. at the moment. I think we're in such, like, a boom era, it feels like, where there really just is so much, like, yeah. good female, like, non-fiction writing at the moment. And I would just love to be mm. a part of that. And it's going to be so hard to get into, of course, because um, I know it's a dream of so many people. And I imagine that... There were people at the age of, you know, 10 going, oh, I want to be editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan. Like, so you're battling against those people as well. But I think it's an important industry and it's one that I would really, really love to be a part of. And also then you get these freelance journalists that write books and do podcasts on the side. Which I like, you know, the flexibility or the fact that you have one job but you also have several. I quite quite like that idea in my head. Um, I also, slightly off... Top, well, it's not off topic, but I also think publishing would be quite interesting to go into. Or even working in, like, the marketing campaign for a book, like a book launch, and how that impacts, yeah. you know, sales and the success of a book and all that. I think really interesting. I think whilst talking about jobs, it's also important to talk about... I don't know what your, like, journey has been like with your CV, but I feel like we're not taught enough about talk how about to CVs? structure yeah. CV. How's yours? Yeah, I think how we should do a little segment. I have, like, a um, little photo. Oh, I, I don't have, have a photo. top skills. See, it's controversial whether my you have a photo or not. Did, for my because in Spain, apparently, they all have photos, but my English doesn't. Yeah, so I don't also... in if If I'm sending off, like, my theatre like acting um like cv like it yeah. always had a photo so i don't know i just mm. always put a photo in so there's a photo then it has top skills at the top and then all my work experience and my education mm. and all my like social media links at the side oh that sounds better structured than mine it. mine's What's yours like, like so it's got like name email address um yeah the top. Of course. and then it's got a little bio like a little bit about me and then Cute. I think that's then it has education, and that's just got like doesn't have GCSEs or anything. It's just like A levels and currently like at University of Edinburgh. Um, and then work experience. Um, and I've had to like call a few things like or like I've done work experience, and then there's also something else where I put like volunteering and stuff in it that I look back on. And I'm like that's actually not yeah. very rele- relevant anymore, so kind of cut it. Um, and then I think I've put interests or like think like interests and skills and talked a bit about a few yeah. things and like how they're relevant so I put my blog in it and like you know stuff like that um and Good. then linked I think it's so mm. hard to know the way to structure because I remember mine was structured some like completely different like a year ago and then, like, I looked at someone's and was like, well, that's really good. And they had, like, a top skills mm. bit right at the top. And I was like, that makes more sense. And I changed it. But I was, I've never properly been taught. Or 
like it was it's either like at school and it was like oh the microsoft word template of mm. the cv or it was like but you can make yeah. it more personalized and like less is more and like you say you have to cull things and which are the mm. best sections to keep in and like tailoring your cv for different jobs yeah. that you want to do definitely like, that okay. is i like highly recommend a tailored cv um like jobs can tell 100%. and it takes a bit more time and effort but it just like it looks so much better receiving an email with a cover letter and a, like a tailored cv i'm actually really intrigued by yeah. your top skills section what does it look like is it bullet points or a paragraph or it's yeah it's, it's just like um bullet points so it'll be let's say for this like podcast host writer wow. um audio editor canva creator wow i really like that it's very succinct like I know often they say to like write things and they can draw the skills out from that like that but I think nowadays people have so little time so yeah I mean just like point mm. like point it out like what you are and what yeah. you do I wish I'd known how to build a CV yeah. from a younger age and then I think as soon as you got the basics it just means that you can churn them out faster Definitely. and as soon as I realized that you can edit your CV and tailor it to each, each specific job and that no one just has one CV that they kind of send mm. to everyone it just makes you a better candidate and kind of allows you to sell yourself more definitely um I was gonna ask you something else actually did you ever do you know that like one week unpaid work experience with like something or other and did you find it useful or did never did like a work experience at like an office job or like a magazine or anything so I I asked because I did a week's work experience with um called charleston house it's like based in sussex it's where the bloomsbury group um kind of went oh, like yeah. and stayed during the war i think um and for those that don't know the bloomsbury group's like a writer's group and there was like virginia wolf not all writers actually just like artists um that's yeah. so cool what so cool it, well, it was cool i was in like i that's kind of the start of my social media i was working with on the social media side of things but i also got an insight into like the archives and stuff like that but which sounds really cool but I will say I was used for a lot of like like I trawled through a like 300 page excel spreadsheet with um like all it was basically the mailing address and just I had to delete people off who had returned like catalogs to them it was mind-numbing but that had needed to be done for like a year and they gave it to like the unpaid 16 year old intern to do because no one wants to do it um so I will say places like do kind of milk it a bit but um it was interesting definitely wouldn't be my dream job but yeah I think I think it's a good yeah I think it's a good to know to to do those weeks because I think even if you come out with like that experience you know that you've been taken for granted Mm. or you know like it's your first time or like a time in like a work environment where it's not either like a cafe worker it's like an actual I don't know like job that you could maybe do like imagine doing in the future if it was something that you enjoyed so I think it's good to kind of have that experience but like I know for example my sister's interning like at the library currently and I know that like you get all the jobs that no one wants Mm. to do so like just give them to the interns so but I think there's I think you can learn good lessons I think you can and also it's not wasted work experience if you hated it like because it it would just show to you that you that's not for you right and it's a clear like write-off but I will say don't get hung up about getting these kinds of things when you're 15 16 um because 33% of our listeners said they found it useful which means like 67 said they didn't find it useful so 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think, I think it can be like a big, a big thing as well. Like, are you doing an internship? Like, oh, like, um, mm. have you, are you making connections? I think it's just as important to have, like, whether you're doing an, an unpaid internship in like a big, I don't know, office job or you're working part time at a cafe, you're building skills, you're contributing to the work scene, you're, you know, you're, un- you're understanding the do's and don'ts of, work lives so I think that, like you say even if you mm. hate it like that like that there will be some good that comes out of it in terms like you say you can navigate yeah. your way through I definitely easier I feel I like I um, I yeah I think all experience is probably good experience and useful in terms of expanding your mm. skill set I more meant like if it's useful in terms of helping you find another job like did that one week lead to you getting probably oh, not probably let's not be I mean, no and it yeah, no, it definitely won't. I mean, well, we all do it to build our CVs and to but build our skills. But now I've got other sets. stuff like, on my CV. Really I've taken it off, why. you know, because it, it's irrelevant. Yeah, like. exactly, exactly. So I think, like you say, don't hung get up on that hung up on that. Get stressed in terms of your future employability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, a fun thing that I wanted to talk about was something that was never really spoken about to me in school. Um, but has been mentioned to Flory in college, which I I think is interesting, is apprenticeships Mm. um, instead of going to uni. Yeah, that was, like, never, ever on my radar. And there are so, like... So an apprenticeship is, if you're still in school or you don't know what an apprenticeship is, it is, like, instead of going to university, you do kind of, like, a year's contract with a company in, like, various industries. And then um, with the promise or prospect of joining their company full-time yeah. once the apprenticeship is finished and I think you um, I think, I think you they are get, such a do you get great paid idea. during the apprentice yeah yeah you get paid yeah as well. you get paid and then in some of them you get like a degree yeah. or like a diploma mm. of some description my friend did like um, a teaching one like I think an, um I don't know if it can don't know if it counts in, if it was an apprenticeship or just a quote like a I think it was an apprenticeship to be fair because and that was like a bit longer. I think she had to do two years and optional third year for like a level three. And a level three qualification was the same as three A levels. So, and she got paid the yeah. whole way through. I think that's so. Yeah, I have a, I had a friend who did one at mm. Land Rover and she said that was really fun, like doing the marketing there. Um, and also there's so many for like the media yeah. industry as well that I just think are such clever ideas. But for me, I think at school, my univers- my school was so kind of university focused, like pushing us all mm. to go to uni. Obviously, it makes their name look good. But in college, in Florida's college, they're talking about all these different options and all these different um, like things. Because obviously, people not everyone wants to go to university, which is yeah. totally understandable. And so having these options, I think they should be spoken about more. So I think if listeners aren't keen to go to university, that's also oh, such definitely. a good option. And also, if you get to uni- if you get to university and you hate it, apply that, yeah, like whilst exactly. you're there. Um, there are literally so many options, and it frustrates me that you know university is seen as kind of the only route, and it's like there are so many other ways. Yeah, yeah it's such a shame. I think that university is made out to be the the be mm. all and end all, but there's so just explore exactly. your options. That's what I would say if I could go back to year 100%. twelve, Maya. God, this is making me excited to get into the into like the working world i know it's good it's good to have some like inspiration i'm really looking forward Um, to it i think are you do you think you're ready to leave uni not i'd say i'm not ready to like leave uni in the way that you know 
I'm never then going to be living with all my uni friends ever again. Like, I'm not ready for that. That scary. is scary. And I'm not yeah. I'm not quite ready to leave the uni lifestyle behind. Like, the you've only got however many contact hours a week and then you structure your week, right? Um, but yeah. equally, I'm ready for the next step, I think. Um, like, yeah. the next city. The is there next any part of you... Country, the next, Yeah. I don't know, stage. Is there any part of you that wishes that you did a three-year degree? Like that you'd gone to England and done a three-year degree? (laughs) Mainly because with languages, all degrees are four years, so I'd have done four years everywhere. Oh, yeah. But also, no, because I could have chosen not to do languages. But also, it scares me that some of my friends, like I'm out with a friend today who's just graduated, like that scares me. Do you know what I mean? I think because half our degree has been through COVID, doesn't feel like it's been three years so far. What about you? Are you like, are you excited? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm like you say, I'm really, really sad to like leave. Like the the thought of like n- not living in the same city as all my uni friends makes me so sad because obviously meeting up again is going to be so hard. We're all navigating different work mm-hmm. schedules, and a lot of my friends are international as well, so they're not going to have their visas to the UK, which makes me just want to cry because okay. when the, like I'm gonna, the next time we'll be able to see them, but. I'm really excited to get into the work scene. I feel very ready to kind of contribute. And yeah. it's obviously going to be really hard work, but I think I'm ready I'm ready for the next big step, like the big mm. next push into doing what I want to do rather than writing essays about books, which I love as much as I do I've love that. I've definitely hit my literature limit, if that makes sense. I think yeah. I've just realised... I enjoy reading um, and it's not that I don't enjoy writing essays, like I do find it interesting, but I could not be an academic, I could not be doing this for a career, you know, no. this is my I just limit. wish, I wish we got to fourth year and could pick kind of like journalism courses or yeah, I like wish more that creative had been writing option. courses, mm. yeah, like, or like media course, like I wish there was like one about podcasting, you know, I wish they had like kind of tailored it English. Segue, and, yeah. Yeah, and kind of... And how relevant like, English can be, right? Exactly. Kind of do, like, the first three years is, like, your core understanding of, like... I understand, like, studying past text is, like, crucial. Like, have learned so much about myself and the society we live in from studying those books. We'd mm-hmm. never take that back. But I wish they kind of used the fourth year a bit more as, like, a platform and, like, yeah. these are the options that you can explore. More contemporary, explore. kind of. So, um, do you have a gratitude or win of the week this week? I do. For us? Um, so it was one of my friends' very belated twenty firsts uh, on Saturday, and I was a bit nervous before going because obviously, post COVID world parties, well during and post parties haven't been super common, but um, since kind of quote unquote Freedom Day, um, they're like legal now and. I decided to go and it was actually like the best time and it's reminded me like how much fun parties are and it's made me feel a bit more comfortable about it um and looking forward to university and all the hopefully fingers crossed touch wood more fun that we can expect to have and also how important socializing is like as soon as you do it you realize like how much you're meeting new people I hadn't met new people for so long it's what we're meant to do with social mm. creatures. Let us socialize. I know, I know. What about you? Um. So on Monday, um, I got uh, well 
Uh, last Sunday, I got a message from my childhood best friend. We've been friends since we were five, mm. and um, we I haven't seen her in person for eight years. We've been trying so many times, oh but um, with living in different countries, moving around, our schedules really never aligned up. And she came down to St. Ives for the day, and it was just the most amazing thing. She, oh, it was just felt, it was just so That's wholesome. So and seeing her again, we just spoke about like all the old memories. Like, she's my oldest friend. Like, no one, I've moved around you. so much, yeah. no one knows me like that. as I was then. Mm-hmm. So, we just spoke about all these old memories, and she, like, That's we got so on wholesome. just so well. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I bet you picked up as if the eight years just hadn't passed. That's exactly what we said. We just said it's amazing the way we can just click and carry on, like, in person. You know, you've and got yourself a good friend, like, a keeper when that happens. Yeah. Was just, we were just sat there thinking, like, oh, my goodness, like, we've been friends for 16 mm. years. Like, this is just madness. Um, so, yeah, that was a really... It was really lovely to have a friend down here, like, in my area that I could show around that wasn't related to, like, anyone yeah. else. It wasn't anyone else's friend. It was my friend. Um, and what about a recommendation? You said you had two. I do. Pretty sure this first one's been recommended by you, Hamnet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I read it um, in like two days or three days. It was so good. I loved it. I was kind of so... originally put off by the name. I was like, oh, God, why is it like kind of Shakespeare-y? Um, yeah. It's, oh, it's just so good. It's not. Like, it, it's very loosely, you know. But oh, it's honestly great. Guys, you've got to read it. Um, was it Maggie O'Farrell? Maggie O'Farrell. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and then also just the Olympics. I'm like, yeah, I know it. Track starts tomorrow. I know, I'm so excited. But I have been watching gymnastics like religiously. Today I was watching it whilst walking to see my friend because I was like so hooked. Um, oh. I get so nervous for all the all the like gymnasts though, like on beam as well. Beam is the most nerve wracking thing. Like, can't imagine how they, they feel. Are- they are amazing. Like they're like the superhuman body strength, just mm. unreal. Like I, I totally agree. Olympics has been such, such a highlight. highlight. Also, so nice that it's back and sports on TV. Yeah, literally, and also just massive, massive respect to Simone Biles for pulling out and like prioritizing her mental health because that is. Rach and I were saying the other day, like it was probably at that point harder to pull out than to keep going. So I'm just yeah. so proud and impressed that she has, like, paved the way for other people to realise that mental health, like, it's okay to step back and just put your mental health first. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mm. yeah. She's, like you say, paving the way, making mental health in sport, like, a legit As are other women, like, um, Emma... Yeah, Emma Emma Ranakanu. That's it, Ranakanu, yeah. Naomi Osaka as well. Naomi Osaka. What about you? What's your Um, recommendation? I'm reading a book at the moment called Conversations on Love by Natasha Lunn. I... Um, read about it first in Sunday Times Style recommended it Mm. and it is a book about she has all these conversations with all these like various people that she's interviewed over the years about the like the way love can change between like lovers like strangers parents friends like the way love acts are beginning the way love acts an end and she asks in like the the books like like uh, compilated of um, like her own writing and then like the um, like dialogue between the interviews mm-hmm. and at the end of each interview she asks each um, like each person what's one thing that they wish they'd known about love and it's just That's like so a really eye opening kind of account and 
is like there's parts in it that really resonate when someone said that they realized that whilst one of her friends had like always had a boyfriend or like always been in a romantic relationship she failed to realize that the love between her parents and like the relationship she had with her parents was like just the same kind of consistent love and that not having like a romantic attachment doesn't like doesn't make her any less Yeah, and I just oh. thought it was like I was like that's such a that's important really lesson. Like we forget about the mm. love that we have between our parents or you know our guardian or our carer or whoever. But anyway, yeah. thank you so much for listening. We hope this is I don't know made you guys excited about work, but also re- like realize that it's less daunting than it seems at times. Yeah, mm. and there are so many like ways to navigate the workspace, and that yeah. your the way you, your friends doing it is not always the way that you yeah, have to do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. There's not one way. Um, yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. you'll find your route wherever, like, yeah. things will fall into place. I'm a huge believer in that as well. Yeah. Um, wow. But we will be back next week for another episode. Thank we you will. so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.